Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads other people to Open to receive the magic. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go Within or Go Without Radio. I'm Daniel Gutierrez. I'm your host for this morning. I just want to thank you for taking time to to wake up and grab your cup of coffee or tea and be a part of our show today. We have an incredible guest here with an incredible book. Uh, that we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes. But this morning I decided to I have a basket of cards. And they're, these cards are uh, angel cards. They're cards from authors. They're cards from just whatever decks that I seem to pick up and feel re- that I resonate with. And this morning I just felt like I should go over and pick one for the day. And today, believe it or not, this particular card comes from the author uh, of the book, The Four Agreements, a dear friend of mine. Uh, and he says, be impeccable with your word. And it's very interesting about this particular um, uh, agreement because in many conversations that he have had privately, I asked him once what he meant by that. What did you mean by Because people think being impeccable with your word is being impeccable with your word with someone else. Like make sure you're telling the truth. But what he's saying here, what he's saying is be impeccable with your word to yourself. And so this particular card says, let go of self-judgment and blame. Being impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself for anything. And that is the, that. And, and when we keep our word to ourselves, we keep our words to others. So think about that today as you're going through your day. If you're finding yourself judging yourself, if, you, if you're finding yourself blaming yourself, then you're not keeping your word to yourself to come from love, compassion, forgiveness, and understanding. This morning, I want to dedicate this show. Uh, you know, the other just Facebook is wonderful because I I, I have like a lot of cousins, a lot. Like I remember <laughs> uh, even ten years back when my son was younger, or even further back, we went to a, a reunion and and there were like almost eight or nine hundred people there. <laughs> so we have a big family. So Facebook has allowed me to connect. And yesterday. It was my uncle's birthday. He's passed away, um, and he lived in Brownwood, Texas. And I want to dedicate this show to him for one reason and one reason only, because no one knew this until I said this on Facebook yesterday. When I was a young boy, we my mother took us over to see our uncle. His name was Johnny DeAnda, and, and he was he worked or had a show at a station called KEAN in Brownwood, Texas. I was so moved by that. I, I amazed. He talked to us, and we could hear him on the radio, and it was such a big deal to me. And and what most people don't know is that that moment influenced me many years later to go on the air, which I've been on the air off and on now for almost 10, 15 years with hundreds and hundreds of shows on iTunes. And, you know, I, I just want to dedicate this show because he indirectly and directly influenced me to be here today and today, yesterday would have been his birthday. Happy birthday. Rest in peace. And thank you for inspiring me to to take up radio and to be part of this vast network around the world. 
And good morning to all my cousins and Gloria Field, who's probably listening right now. So let's jump into our interview today. I'm so excited. I, I love this woman. She is incredible. She does great things. Let me read a little bit about her. She believes that developing leadership is important in many areas of our lives, and she taps into her Cherokee culture to share wisdom that can help you become a better leader. She believes all we all possess leadership ability and wants to help you become a powerful leader by applying these 12 lessons with her new book. It's called Cherokee Wisdom, 12 Lessons for Becoming a Powerful Leader. You can go to Amazon and get this book. It's a must-read. Cynthia has acknowledged her leadership and uh, – has been acknowledged for her leadership in, in many, many, many times and many accolades and has been received over 50 awards and accolades for her work. She has held n- numerous high-level positions throughout her career, and she still does today, which, ha- which have given her an excellent perspective on what it takes to be a successful leader. She currently lives in Los Angeles, where she works as a leadership and business consultant, and she is passionate about empowering others to lead a fulfilled life and achieves this through workshops, public speaking, and philanthropy. Welcome to the show, Cynthia Reese. So glad to have you back. Good morning, Daniel, and thank you so much for having me back. I really am grateful for this opportunity because you do you do such an amazing work, and I really you know am touched by your story about your uncle Johnny and how he inspired you because we all get inspired from each other, and I'm also inspired by the quote that you used because be impeccable with your word. That's something that I talk about all the time because our words are powerful. Because a lot of times I hear, especially women, saying, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. I said, well, if you're telling yourself you can't do it, you can't do it. You need to change the way that you speak and put it in the affirmative. I can do this. I am powerful. I am a powerful woman. And that's that resonates with people. And they don't even realize mm. they're, they're using in words that are very unempowering. Yes, so, so true. That. You bet. Thank you so much. Let me ask you a question. Uh, before we get into, um, I was reading in your book the, the, the part that I like, uh, the beginning of your book, where you talk about your connection to your ancestors. The reason I want to start here before we get into leadership is because I think people – I don't know if they negate or discount or don't connect with their ancestors. And we all have – I know I'm connecting more and more uh, as I get older and as I allow myself that connection to, to what was behind me or what was in the past. Tell us about that, and then let's just, we'll jump into your book and, and talk a little bit about uh, your view on leadership. Well, I actually come from two cultures. My dad was Mexican, and I say was because he's made his transition. And my mom is Native American. My grandmother was born on the reservation in Oklahoma. So I Mm. like to say that I have the best of both worlds. I get my passion for life and love for music and dance from my Latina side. But from the Native side, I get my spirituality and connection with Mother Earth. So I am very blessed. There's a lot of rich traditions in the Cherokee culture. I get the tradition of going to powwows of ceremony. And I know, Daniel, you're a big person that does ceremonies Mm -hmm. as well. Ceremonies and rituals can be very powerful. I do full moon ceremonies. So all the Native ancestors that I have, I really got connected with that side once I started meditating. 
once I started meditating, I got messages from the ancestors, and I really made that connection, and it's been very powerful. So I have this need inside to share it with the world because I think that if we go to simple wisdom, it can uncomplicate our lives because our lives are so complicated. So just like Don Miguel Ruiz, your friend does, he takes the the wisdom from the ancestors and simplifies it and using those simple things and ideas in your life every day can help you guide through this crazy world. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something I, I want to go back to because I think people don't make the distinction uh, and that is the, the difference between prayer and meditation and, and a lot of people, I was just the other day in a meeting where someone was talking about prayer, 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 prayer and, and how important it is and, and all I kept thinking inside was well, when do you ever listen if you're talking all the time? You know, and, and <laughs> prayer, prayer <laughs> that's just me, you know Cynthia, I'm thinking you're, you need to stop for a while, you know, and, and, I, and I'm saying sitting there looking at them and I just don't have the heart to say something, I just, I just allowed it to, to be as it was, but prayer folks is strong it's a good thing to do prayer is is that it's that petition to to the divine the petition to pachimama to mother nature or to father god but what cynthia said was she was listening that's what meditation is meditation is listening it's being still quieting your mind to listen all the way back to our to our ancestors because they are speaking to us. Uh, there's a there's a place in my book, my first book, that I say it's not whether God speaks to me or not. It's whether I can hear him or her through the chatter of my own mind. And so this is what she's talking about. Is she sat in meditation and she sits in meditation? And yes, I agree. That is where I tend to get the most power uh, is through meditation. So if you're praying a lot, it's great. Spend some time in silence. And 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 and. Expect that the answer will come. A lot of times we're talking so much we can't hear the answer, so that's good stuff. Let's just jump right into your book because I'm 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 excited about your book and I know it's doing very well. You can get it on Amazon or you can go to um Cynthia's website while we're chatting. It's Cynthia dot com. So you can go there and learn more about her and how you can um get her to come out and speak to you. She's a dynamic speaker. I, I wanna jump into um what you say, what makes you say that we each innately possess leadership ability? I said that kind of in your bio. Everybody's a leader? Absolutely. Everybody has a potential to be a leader because people assume when we talk about leaders that we're talking about the politicians, CEOs, mm. corporations. Of course they're leaders, but we're leaders in our family. We're leaders in our social world. We're leaders at work. We all have the potential to be leaders. The very first leaders that we encounter in our life are our parents. Let's think about that. Parents teach us a lot. You know, we learn from them. And not everybody has a traditional type of parents. Maybe you learn from your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your family. So we all have the ability to be leaders. It's not just reserved for a few at the top. Each and every one of us have the ability to be a leader. Right. Yes. You know. You, oh my gosh. You just. Whew, this one. This one brings brings emotion up up to uh, my throat here. <clears throat> when I was writing my first book, I used to I used to wonder, what did my mother teach me? You know, because I, I would look around at school. It was it was predominantly white, and and they were you know seemed like they were always 
saying something that my dad said this, my mom said this, you know, it was like, and I always, I always wondered, well, what did I learn from my mother? You know, and I was uh, in the process of writing my first book here in Los Angeles. I was on the freeway. I was taping it, and I was driving down the road on the 405. Uh, well, which which is really a miracle in itself because you don't usually drive. <laughs> you crawl. You don't, move. <laughs> you don't move. You know, and and all of a sudden, Cynthia, my my eyes filled with tears, and I began to cry, and and. And I realized that my mother, who raised three children by herself, worked day and night, worked in the fields and worked a night job, who got us to school, who fed us, taught me something without saying a single word. She taught me tenacity. She taught me stick to And that no way would I have been the man that I was and, and doing the things I was doing without that being so ingrained. So in her own style, she was leading me by example. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely, and that's one of the things I talk about in the book. A leader leads by example. And I share Mm. a quick story in the book how I was actually in line at a fast food restaurant. I was buying a salad. I was actually at a pollo loco, and I was getting a salad. (laughs) And the the gentleman in front of me, he looked like he was a little disheveled, and he was counting his pennies to pay for his food. Well, he came up short. He didn't have enough money. So I just, you know, right away the way I am, I jumped into action and, and gave him a few dollars to pay for his meal. What I didn't realize is behind me in line was a mother and daughter. The daughter saw what I had done, so she turned to her mom right away and said, can I have a dollar? I didn't even know this was going on because they were behind me. <laughs> and and then she t- she went up and gave the dollar to the man, and she looked at him and she says, I hope this helps you to get your meal because you look like you're hungry. And we all just like had one of these moments. We all looked at each other. The man paid for his meal. He teared up because complete strangers helped him pay for his meal. I teared up because this little girl, you know, she was doing what I was doing. And the mom teared up because it was just one of those moments that like, wow, so every day we lead by example if we know it or not. People are watching. And that's why I say everybody's leaders because people watch you, and especially the young people, they're going to do what you do. So be careful with your actions. Mm. I love that. It reminds me of a quote I read somewhere. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who the author is, but it says, our children will will follow the the paths we thought we covered up. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. <laughs> We thought we covered it's scary. up. <laughs> yeah, we thought, that's the whole point. Yeah, we thought we covered up, but they're following the same thing. Listen, being of dual in, uh, ancestry, how has this helped or hindered your own leadership? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. When I was young, it was difficult because I don't speak Spanish, so I really didn't feel like I fed it, fit in with the Latinos. But then since I'm an urban Native American, I didn't feel like I fit in with the reservation Indians. So I, mm. growing up, it was a little tough. It wasn't until I became an adult that I really embraced it and understood it and then owned it. And once I owned it, it just really, really has helped my life. So what's helped me with the, the leadership aspect is I developed what I call value-driven leadership. Because I've been in some pretty amazing jobs where I've been in charge of 5,000 people at one time. And so when you're in charge of 5,000 people at one time and you're making decisions on a daily basis, you're not going to make everybody happy. So I decided if I make decisions based on my core values, 
I'll never make a bad decision for me, and I will be able to sleep at night. Now, one of my friends once told me that, you know, there's going to be 10% of the people that don't like what you do. So when you're in charge of 5,000 people, knowing that 500 people are not going to like what you do, (laughs) that can be a little overwhelming. (laughs) So I said, okay, what what am I going to do? So as long as I'm making decisions for my core values, and that's what I share in the book, it's really our 12 attributes of leadership from the Cherokee Nation. It comes from the Declaration of Design Purpose for, from the Cherokees. Most cultures have the same um, cultural values, and so these are integrity, you know, respect, be patient. And one of the things that I think people miss, our leaders miss a lot of times, is humble. Be humble. People think that you can't be humble and confident at the same time. I believe mm. that you can. What do you think? Mm. Me too. I, I, I think that it's something that is very much misunderstood. Um, you know, confidence is, is, is believing in oneself, and, and being humble is respecting everyone. And in the process that, you know, uh, which brings me really to another question that I I hesitate to bring up because of of our current um, presidential (laughs) election race, but (laughs) I'm going to bring it up anyway. You're going to go there. You're going to go there. Yeah, I want to go there, yeah. Yeah. Um, What about corruption these days? I mean, with leaders, I mean, uh, I – I'm not one that shies away from being engaged in, in what's going on in our world. There's a lot of people who say, I don't watch TV, I don't do this, and I go, well, when you're a leader, my opinion for me is that because I am a leader and because I am a thought leader, that 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 there's a responsibility for me to be informed about what's going on in our world. I can't put my head in the sand and say it doesn't exist, uh, but I can participate uh, in a way that brings light to the situation. So <laughs> What do we do with this? I mean, what's your what what do your ancestors say to do with this? Well, what my ancestors basically say is teach another way. The reason why there's mm. so much corruption in politics these days is because the leaders become ego driven. They forget why mm. they're there. They forget they're there to serve the people and they become ego-driven, and it doesn't help because they surround themselves with a bunch of yes people that tell them, yes, 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 you can do anything, and then all of a sudden they think they're above the law and they can do anything. So once they, if we can get their ego out of the way and have them make decisions based on their core values, I think we'll have a better society. So what I want to do with the book is just share my opinion and show that there is a different way. You know, you can lead from compassion. You can lead from humility. You know, you can lead from integrity, and you can still be successful. So I think it's just, you know, some of the politicians forget that why they're there, and they become ego-driven and all about themselves and start breaking the rules and doing stupid stuff. Yeah, but we live in a... You know, we live in, and this is what I, I try to tell people not to get discouraged, um, because if we start to diminish our light because we feel that we're defeated, we are no longer part of the solution. We're part of the problem. You know, and I think that the work that you do and the work that you've been doing, um, and in the in the levels. Uh, folks, go to her website, CynthiaMReese.com, and, and it's R-U-I-Z, not R-E-E-S-E. It's R-U-I-Z. And, and look at 
who she is and what she's done. And we need leaders who are willing to stand in those positions, regardless of what it seems like that um, we're seeing in, in today's leadership. Um, uh, we can do something about um, what's out there when we stand in our own truth. I speak about that a lot. Cynthia, before, um, before I ask you this next question, how can, tell us about what's going on in your world. Uh, tell us about your website, how you know people can engage you. Well, I love to connect with people. I'm a people person. So if they come to my website, uh, or when they come, not if, when they come, words are powerful, right? When they come to my <laughs> website, right. CynthiaMRuiz.com, um, I do weekly blog posts. Um, I talk about different uh, aspects and different um, things. And it just, you know, I love to engage people. So one of the things that's been uh, new for me in the last few months is I'm now a professor. I'm teaching at the graduate level. I'm teaching leadership, and that has mm. been so much fun for me because I've taught for many years but not at the graduate level. And so to be engaged with the students and for them to be engaged with me, I'm having so much fun with it. So I am at a point in my life where I'm very blessed because I made a, a conscious decision um, a few months ago that I'm only going to take on jobs that are fun for me. If it feels like work, I'm not going to do it. If it feels like fun, I'm going to do it. So when it's fun for me and I'm passionate about it, you know, I I do better at it. I mean, most of us, like if we like something, we're going to do a better right. job. So I am just like so blessed that I have so many great things happening in my life, but stay connected to me. Once you get to my website, you can connect with me from on, on all social media. I'm just like you, Daniel. Uh, you know, I have Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm on it. But I think, you know, social media has been a great way to connect with people all over the world. But I think that you have to be careful with technology because we live in a high-tech, low-touch society. You can never miss, you know, you can't lose the human touch. And that's why I think this show is so important, talking to people. And I just want to go back to acknowledging you again because you talked about all the negativity that we hear because traditional mm -hmm. media, they cover the negative stuff. And that's why your show is so important because you show a side that's out there, which I believe is a vast number of people that want that positivity, that want the good stuff. So, again, thank you for doing your show because it's thank so you. much needed. Thank you so much for saying that. I And sometimes um, – you know, I, I know you may have felt this way. At least I have many times throughout my careers. Anybody listening, <laughs> you know, but they do. <laughs> they, you know, I remember the first time. Yeah, I remember my very first show. Very, I mean, very first show. I don't even remember when it was. It was a long time ago. But uh, I remember getting on the air and saying, well, this is my first show ever, and I'm on the air. And, and I am guaranteed that I have at least two people listening I think it's my mom and my sister, <laughs> and that I cannot guarantee because they probably already got bored. <laughs> but but you know we we do it because we love it. I know you do it because it's in your soul. It's it's part of your DNA. It's part of your, the what comes up at the cellular level, and and it's the same way with me. I, no matter how difficult it may or may not get in the highs and lows of of doing the work that, that I do, uh, I I still know 
that it's it's a there's a purpose behind it and it's not for me to decide when and how things show up it's just for me to be on the journey so thank you for saying that well listen we're we're starting to run out of time here quickly but i do want to um tell us a little bit in the book in the back you actually i really appreciate that you talk about the the history of the Cherokee people because uh, one of the things that i just feel like we're really bad at at least in the united states is we 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 forget where we come from and who we are and and you talk about you know the the um the clans and how they're divided and and one of the things you and i've talked about is also you know when we do ceremony when i do ceremony you know i I always give things to the east the west and north the west and the south but but the cherokee actually finds seven different um directions to um to give thanks for tell us about that Yes, we were we were three dimensional. So the, as you just mentioned, the four directions. But then we also celebrated above us because we have you know the infinite um, wisdom of the universe below us, which is a uh, you know staying grounded in Mother Earth and the center right where we're at. So it actually helps us keep perspective that we are part of a bigger universe, a bigger picture than us. So I'm happy to say that I'm actually seventh generation Cherokee, and Cherokees have had some tough times. I mean, originally we were in South Carolina, North Carolina, and then somebody decided that there was too many resources there, so we got kicked out. And through what was called the Trail of Tears, we were sent over to Oklahoma, which was a very traumatic thing for the Cherokees because so many people died along the way. But they settled in in Oklahoma, and that's where the Cherokee Nation is today. But one thing that I'm very proud of is we have had our first female chief, Wilma Mankiller. I know her name, Mankiller, right? (laughs) Wilma Mankiller (laughs) (laughs) was the first and only woman ever to be elected as chief of the Cherokee Nation, and I'm so proud of her. Unfortunately, she's made her transition but that's somebody that um, I had a, I've gotten a chance to meet, and, and somebody that I looked up to. So, you know, having that those female role models were were so important. But Cherokees are proud people; they're hardworking people. And one of the things that we we do when leaders make decisions in the Cherokee Nation, we look at the impact of seven generations behind us and seven generations in the future. So when we make the decisions, we don't just make them today. How is this going to affect seven generations in the future, which I think is very profound. And some some of the leaders we have today should look at the future and how their decisions affect the future. Mm, I love you. Oh, no doubt, right? Well, listen, we have a, a couple of minutes left. I, I do have one more question that I'd like to you to share with the audience. Um, you, This is your second book. In this particular book, what do you want people to get out of it? I want them to get out of that they are a leader, that everybody has the ability to become a powerful leader. We're all powerful, powerful. so I want them to be able to rise into their power. Mm, I like that. Yeah, folks, so go out and get her book. Uh, they can find it where? Amazon, on your website? Amazon.com or my website. Amazon.com is the easiest place to go. Everybody shops there. Just put Amazon.com, put in my name, Cynthia Ruiz, and it comes up. And I have to say I've been getting great reviews. And, you know, the men really like it because it's a short book. It's really quick and easy and to the point. Short and sweet. It resonates with the men. 
Hey, and, and, and man, we—I hate to say it—but we definitely need to uh, to get, get get some get some stuff here. So listen, uh, we're out of time, Cynthia. I'm going to read um, very quickly the very first poem uh, from the uh, Dalai Lama that you you have in as soon as you open the book. Um, and by the way, the artwork is amazing. Um, and it, this is the poem I'm going to read in closing. Cynthia, thank you for being on the show. I think thank we'll continue you. to have you back. You inspire me, and you lift me up, and I appreciate that. Um, the name of the poem is called The True Meaning of Life. We are visitors on this planet. We are here for 90 or 100 years at the very most. During that period, we must try to do something good, something useful with our lives. If you contribute to each other's people's happiness, you will find the true goal, the true meaning of life. Remember, go out and get your copy of Cherokee Wisdom, 12 Lessons for Becoming a Powerful Leader. Cynthia, thank you very much for being on the show again. I appreciate you. And folks, let me be the first or the last, depending on where you may live around the world, to say to you, I love you. Have a beautiful best day. You're a Open to receive the magic.